Hey guys, welcome to Been There, the podcast giving visibility to the collegiate female athlete experience through the power of story sharing. With athletes from across the country, we speak candidly about the highs and the lows of the life of a female athlete. My name is Kira, I'm a varsity athlete at Stanford, and I'm going to be your host for today's story. So today we're going to be talking to Kelly. She is two years post-grad from Stanford, where she played on the lacrosse team for four years. So first we're going to listen to Kelly tell her story, and then Kelly and I are going to talk again after and have a little discussion about some of the topics that she touched on in her story. We're so excited for you to take a listen. My name is Kelly. I'm a two-year post-grad Stanford lacrosse player. I came in as a midfielder, heavily recruited, started uh, my freshman year, had an incredible, incredibly stellar freshman year actually in terms of lacrosse. I broke records. I felt strong. I felt like I had a huge impact on the team. I got MVP of the uh, championship tournament. I was really firing on all cylinders. I also broke up with my boyfriend from high school and found a boy friend within the first two months of starting freshman year. I kind of felt like I was on top of the world. However, in saying that, I was wild and crazy and I fully went into the alcohol scene, the party scene, did not really have much focus on my academics and my friendships and I think that comes in two parts one with having you know the older boyfriend and two being so consumed with the older girls and playing lacrosse so at the end of my freshman year I fell into a pretty bad eating disorder and reflecting back it definitely stemmed from this lack of control so as I spoke of before from my friendships you know, my friends really weren't unhappy with me. You know, lacrosse was over. I didn't really have much to define myself as. After that, I just was kind of confused and lost. And there was a lot of stimulus going on. I just rushed. I just joined a sorority. There are a lot of new girls entering into my life, a lot of new friendships, a lot of new pressures. And, you know, that summer, I just really fell into the habit of restricting and I dropped a lot of weight. I came back to school and I was probably 20 pounds less than what I was. Um, The trainers noticed, you know, people noticed, everyone was kind of talking about it. There had been rumors that my boyfriend at the time was abusing me emotionally and rumors had it that he was abusing me physically as well, but it never was physical. My relationship was definitely not a healthy one, but it was a college relationship and it was wonderful for what it was. Anywho, came in, came back sophomore year with an eating disorder and it really impacted my play. It really affected me physically and I didn't realize that honestly until I graduated my senior year, how much my diet and mental state and physical state impacted the performance of what I was doing on the field. I 
would always question why sophomore and junior year were so difficult in terms of lacrosse, why my performance was not what it was uh, freshman year, and my eating disorder had a lot to do with that. I mean, of course, there were other variables that came into play, my relationships with the coaches, uh, kind of whatever was going on with school at the time, life, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, that kind of one underlying factor that did end up hurting me in the long run was I was not giving my body the proper nutrition to be the best I could be on and off the field as a friend, as a teammate, as a daughter, as a student, and as a player. And I will never forget that. I will never forget who I was as that person because I do not want to go back to being that girl. Come senior year, I'm going to take a huge turn in 360, this negative you know, sentiment into a brightly positive one. I finally recovered and recovery is super tough and I'm not really going to go into it because I don't know if this is so much about recovery as much as a story to say that everything comes full circle and I bookended my career at the end of the season I ended up being MVP of the championship tournament I switched to defense and I crushed it and I grew deeper relationships with my teammates with my friends with myself and I absolutely found my love for lacrosse again. I found my athleticism, I found my strength, I found my passion for the sport, and I finished the season on an absolute high, and it was wonderful. So that was kind of the eating disorder saga in terms of relationships. My romantic relationship with the boyfriend I had in college was really tough, and it changed me. It really, really deeply fundamentally changed who I was for worse during the time and now for better because as I reflect back I am who I am today because of the crap and bullshit that I went through and I wasn't you know any walk in the park either I wasn't Little Miss Sunshine a perfect you know partner I think we fed off of each other and it was dangerous and it was mean at times and it was unhealthy and it all tended to root in when we were drinking and alcohol and we didn't talk about it. We kind of brushed it under the carpet. And when it was good, it was really, really good. And then you bring in alcohol, you bring in that X factor when you know your emotions are clouded and alcohol is dangerous. It is really, really dangerous. Um, I ended up breaking up with uh, him my senior year and it probably was one of the reasons why I started excelling so much my senior year. I needed to be alone, I needed to be single, and being single is really tough. And I think everyone, you know, toots up saying how great it is to be single and how important it is, and it definitely is important. I'd say it's one of the most important things you can do is give yourself time and space to be alone and to sit with yourself and be with yourself and fall in love with yourself, but it's difficult. I mean, Heck, I had nights where I cried myself to sleep multiple times over and over again because I couldn't figure out why I had no one to lean on until I realized that the person I needed to lean on was me, was Kelly. Senior year and after that, my first move into, into the city were the years of finding Kelly again. And, you know, she was awesome and she is awesome. And 
I forgot about her until I found her. And let me tell you, she is incredible. She's a wonderful, wonderful human. And my eating disorder, my relationships, my experience at school and with lacrosse all shaped me into who I am today. I never say I'm, you know, I'm grateful for the struggles I've had. I'm grateful for the mountains I've had to climb, but I appreciate every single thing that they've taught me and given me. I appreciate how they've challenged me and how they've shaped me, and I appreciate what they've given me, and they've given me an incredible amount of empathy and an incredible amount of perspective to understand a lot of humans that I probably wouldn't. And now to end on a positive note, that's kind of my, my story. So first, I just want to say thank you for being so honest and a lot of the things you brought up, not a lot of people talk about them. Um, so you talked a little bit about a shift that started to happen in the spring of your freshman year. I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about what that shift was in your mindset that happened um, from that fall to leaving for summer vacation. Sure. Um, you know, during the time that that shift happened, I don't think I was aware of it. In reflecting, I think it was losing one of the biggest pillars that I had, you know, been engaging in, and that was lacrosse. Lacrosse offered a lot of structure, you know, your days are scheduled out to the hour. And so losing that piece and also my friendships were kind of tumbleweeding into a, a giant mess. My relationship in college, you know, you're a freshman, you're dating an older guy. You're not really quite sure how to balance that, you know, balance school, friends, boyfriend, sports. You know, that's a lot to juggle as an 18-year-old. And I think my friends were coming at me because they didn't know me anymore. I wasn't spending any time with them. And... I think the pressures of leaving school and, you know, trying to figure out like what your first job is all kind of culminated into me finding an outlet where I could exercise control and that ended up being over food. And I started seeing immediate results, which is super addictive. And I don't think a lot of girls really think about that when you see something you're doing and then you have immediate satisfaction it's it's like a drug and you can't stop and so i think that's when the shift turned deadly is when you see progress quote unquote progress um definitely was not progress but you see what you're doing actually like culminating and taking action and you become addicted to like that success um and i think that's how it started spiraling definitely yeah no definitely um i think for some people body image issues stem from that change your body goes through freshman year as you begin to lift more and adjust to college sports. Um, did you feel like that added to your feeling of a lack of control? Yeah, I think, you know, the crazy thing with body image and eating disorders is it all 
every single variation and format rears its ugly head in, in a different way for every individual. For me, it never was based in, in body image and lifting weights. It definitely was grounded in that sense of control. I think the way I saw results was in my body and getting smaller and smaller, but in my particular instance, I actually found that lifting weights and you know, taking a second to like feel strong again was my saving grace. At the end of the day, lifting gave me power and it made me feel confident and sexy and strong in my body. And I didn't want to feel weak. I didn't want to be small. I think a lot of the time there's this misconception around like bulking and and lifting and how your body changes. And I think you know, female sports in particular, like you shower and you see naked bodies all the time. You are constantly surrounded by different body types. And I think that's really, really tough, especially with the age difference and maturity difference. You know, you're coming in as an 18 year old and you're expected to go shower with, you know, a 21 year old who's like been showering with girls for, you know, four years every single day. Like that was a really tough transition. You know, the first time you get in the shower and you strip naked, like you haven't really stripped naked in front of probably that many people in your life. I had, I had it. Like I had a boyfriend in college and like, that was it. And like, I didn't even let my mom see me naked. So like then allowing like 32 strangers to like see my naked body and like me showering in your most vulnerable state. Like that's really confusing. My two cents and my piece of advice would be like, you're an athlete and you want to be strong and you want to play at peak performance and a body image aside, like you got to put your body first. And that means fueling it right. Like you have four years to commit to something. Um, like don't give that up for how you look in the mirror or how you're comparing yourself to someone else because it's always going to be different and comparison is the absolute thief of joy. So you'll never be happy. Yeah, I can definitely relate to um, having to shower with new people and just kind of adjusting to what your new body is like. Um kind of segueing a little bit but you talked about after your senior year finally realizing that restricting had such a negative impact of your playing during your career um so what made it difficult to see this when you're going through it yeah um funny looking back you know when you're a senior and you're reflecting and even now when I look back you just use excuses you just make excuses and your brain is so confused that you start, you know, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm playing too much, you know, I'm running too hard, you know, my knee hurts because I ran, you know, 76 sprints, and your knee hurts because you didn't eat breakfast, Kelly, like, <laughs> straight up, and your body's failing you, so <laughs> figure it out, and I joke about it now, but, you know, then you're just, you're so blinded by it, and it was so funny, because there's so many red flags, you know, it was my knee, then my back, you know, then my foot and then my shoulder and then my elbow and you're like why you know and granted you know I was playing a lot we didn't have a lot of subs like I do give myself some credit like I was you know I never came off the field and that's a lot that's a lot on your body but then you need to treat it well after the fact too and I think I just straight up started making excuses and making things up in my brain as to why like I was getting gassed and why I was feeling injured and 
you know, I kind of ignored it and accepted it as like, oh, I'm just playing a lot and that's why my body hurts rather than, you know, trying to find an underlying um, reason aside from playing time. Yeah. So in those two or so years, you were really struggling with your body image. Did you seek out help or did you want to? And maybe was there something a teammate or a friend could have said that might have helped you during that time? Yeah, gosh, like that, that's a great question. And it's so loaded with goodies because if I had to say like my first piece of advice is like, get help, like go or talk to someone or reach out or feel vulnerable because I, I didn't. And while I am so grateful that who I am as a person allowed me to push through it, um, also kudos to my dear mother who I put through the ringer, but I made my process of recovery so much, probably much more difficult and drawn out than it needed to be. I actually came back to school. I mentioned my sophomore year and everyone was talking about me and that was really, really tough because it wasn't in a positive way. They were commenting on what I looked like, um, my relationship, that my relationship was causing it, that I didn't look well. And that was really hard to hear. And I looked at myself in the mirror one day, I went to a yoga class and I still remember it to this day, 7.30 at night. And I looked at myself in the mirror and I just looked small. I looked frail and fragile. And I remember sobbing to my boyfriend at the time in the car, like straight up tears streaming down my face and finally admitting to him for the first time that I had a problem. And he was one of my biggest advocates, one of my biggest support systems. And I give him so much credit for that. But I would say, look for resources. It doesn't mean anything that you can't do it on your own. It actually says a lot that you're not taking it on. And swallowing that pride and swallowing that stubbornness is gonna give you so much freedom. So I encourage anyone who is out there struggling, tell someone. Telling someone and putting it out there in the open makes it real makes it legitimate and keeps you accountable ask for help you know help is one of the the best gifts we are given yeah seeking help is just so important um kind of shifting topic to now your relationship I was just wondering if you could expand a little bit about what you learned from your relationship in college and how your relationship really influenced your experience yeah wow um experiencing it in college in a number of ways. I was in unhealthy friendships alongside of being in an unhealthy romantic relationship as well. And then of course you look back and you think, wow, like I can't believe I put myself through that. But you have to give yourself some grace because you don't know. Like we we navigated it, him and I, the best we could. You know, we talked about it. We tried to communicate through it. You know, you try to work through it. And you think what you're doing at the time is is right or is okay and so just don't be afraid to ask and to talk through it with your friends and and navigate it the best you can if you're ever in like physical danger it's definitely one thing but ask questions and I think asking questions and to yourself like do I feel okay like how do I feel after this you don't have time for anyone in your close circle to be anything but fantastic to you and you to them so if that's anything you take away from being in a healthy relationship is surround yourself with people who bring you joy. I mean, it's as simple as that. And if they don't, then there's a red flag for you to address right there. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, I just want to say I loved how your story came full circle and how you really flourished your senior year. I was just wondering what one of your favorite memories was from that time and how did you feel yourself changing for the better, like you said? I, yeah, senior year was wonderful for so many reasons. And I'm so appreciative that I bookended my career at Stanford in that way, because it's like life, you know, if it's, if it hasn't worked out, it's not over yet. And I really like that because it all did work out, you know, and it worked out in such a beautiful, beautiful way. I ended up closing out my my college relationship, you know, being single for the very first time in college. I'd never been single. It was really, really cool because my friendships absolutely flourished. And I think that was one of my favorite parts, if not the most incredible part, is my friendships on the team, off the team. They, I got to know and spend time with some of the most special people that are still in my life today. And... I think the cherry on top was winning MVP and kind of just like sticking it to the man and kind of sticking it to myself too and being like, dang, Kel, like, look what you, look what you did. Like, look what you pulled yourself out of. And at the end of the day to have like your friends celebrate your successes with you, you're like, dang, I'm, I must be doing something right. And I have such great people in my life and they're equally as happy for me. Like, I, I definitely am, am moving in the right direction, and that was that was a really, really cool thing for me to realize and experience. Yeah, it's so awesome that you're able to experience that, and I can only imagine that having your teammates there just makes it so much better. Um, so last question, I was just wondering what you're most grateful for as you reflect on your journey and maybe any messages you have to people out there struggling with similar issues. You know, it's, it's been kind of kooky because you leave, you leave the first year and you get two schools of people. The first school is people who have this athlete identity crisis and like don't know what to do with themselves. And then you have the other school of people who are like, oh my God, freedom, <laughs> like get me out of here. Like, thank God, like I never want to pick up a stick again. And it's funny because I was in that latter school of people. Like I could not have been more excited to leave that lacrosse stick behind. And now I, I miss it. I miss feeling super athletic. Um, it's funny you don't you never find yourself pushing your physical capabilities to that level when you're out of college and it's something that you never think you'd miss but you do I was in (laughs) I was in the place where I would do say to myself okay you're doing 10 bike sprints and I would only do nine because I didn't have to do 10 (laughs) and then you find different avenues and outlets where you're like wow like I really want to start challenging myself again Um, so the transition has definitely been rocky. I feel like I'm in a really great spot now, two years out. Um, definitely still learning though. Um, definitely still missing college sports. And then you get these like incredible lapses of realization that you played a division one sport. Like you were a D one athlete and people are like, dang. And I'm like, damn, I am impressive. And you should all believe that. Like you should believe how impressive you are. And I don't think it hit me until most recently, honestly, like how impressive that really is. I don't have anything, anything profound. I think I'm most 
grateful for, I don't know, summing that up, I'd say I'm grateful that I played a sport in college. And I think in terms of like the eating disorder, it's one of those things where you're never grateful for it. You're never grateful. You never express gratitude for having it, but you appreciate everything it has done and you appreciate the person you've become and you appreciate how it's changed you and understanding what it's like to be an ugly person and then pull yourself out of it and I truly think the perspective I bring to life is because of what I went through and for that I am forever appreciative but I'd say my one takeaway is reach out someone else wants to help you someone else will talk to you, someone else will listen. Like you would be so surprised at how big your network becomes the more you reach out, the more you are honest and open with the people in your life, how much they wanna help you. So create a network and don't do it alone. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Been There. If you want to connect with us, make sure to follow us on Instagram at beenthere.podcast. We hope you all have enjoyed listening and hope to see you on the next one.